Welcome to the True Exact Show, special rendition here, and I mean special. For you Cowboy fans up here in the Northeast, this is going to be special. I'm here with my friend Kev and RJ Choppy, half of the Shannon RJ Show on 105.3 Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And, you know, you've talked us off ledges many times. If, uh, you know, the Northeast radio station, we're listening to Boomer and Geo, and we don't want to listen to Giants talk anymore, so we turn you on, and we need to vent. We need to hear you go after it. Before we get to the Cowboys, though, man, I want you to talk about how you got on the radio, how you ended up in Dallas. If it's your dream job, go on, man. Give us your story. Woo! Um, <laughs> you know, it wasn't my dream job. I don't know if I should say that. Um, <laughs> After that I was, intro, I was, you... <laughs> <laughs> I was a golfer as a kid. Uh, I, was, I wanted to be a professional golfer. Um, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, I... You know, went to went south to school, to college at Tennessee. Um, I just wanted to get the hell out of the Northeast. I mean, I, I liked it. It was a good place to grow up, I thought. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really want to go to class in snow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, had, uh, I had an opportunity to go to UConn, and I was just, you know, and it, they, it would have been nice. It was a good campus. I loved it when I went up there on a visit. But, um, you know, I just went south to Tennessee, and my parents – when I decided to go to Tennessee, you know, my dad was kind of looking at new jobs at the time. And uh, if I had stayed up there, I never would have gone to Dallas. My parents moved to Dallas when I was in college, uh, uh, just um, in, in, in Grapevine, uh, which is uh, by the airport. And, you know, if I had if I stayed, if I'd gone to UConn, they wouldn't have moved, you know, halfway across the country. But from Tennessee, it's really no different. Hmm. Tennessee right. to New Jersey, Tennessee to Dallas, about the same. That's how I got here. And then – how I got into radio is I, I failed out of business school. I was, you know, I was a business major and I just, I didn't do well. Uh, so I, I got an internship with a radio station here uh, in ESPN. The ESPN station had just popped on. So I interned with them and, and then their, their sister station was uh, WBAP, which is a news station. Uh, so I interned with those guys uh, and that's how I got in. That's how I got into radio. I really just fell into it. I had no, I, mean, I used to listen to Mike the Mad Dog in, the, in Jersey right. as a kid. Um, and I loved what they did. I loved the idea of doing that. I was like, wow, this would be great to do. But I never thought it was even possible. Like, I never yeah. thought like, – I figured you had to be in sports. You had to know something. Like you had to, you, Somehow you had to get that job, and I didn't know how to get that job. And I just kind of fell into it. I mean, it's it's – I. I'm totally lucky. I don't deserve the job. You know what? That's awesome because that's a feel-good story for anyone. Right. You can fall ass backwards into radio and death. I make make it up as I go. I, uh, you know, it's, it really is crazy because like I said, I wanted to be a golfer. I wanted to be a baseball. I had like, I was, school was the last thing on my mind. Yeah. From the time I was six years old, I had no idea. I didn't even start getting above C's until I got to like 11th grade. And I was like, shoot, man, I got to apply for college here. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll be going to like, oh, what the hell was the college? I was in Somerset County, New Jersey. I'm trying to think of the name of the college. Raritan Valley Community College. Raritan Valley. 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 Yo, I was like, <laughs> I'm a golden lion for life. I got an associate's degree there, baby. Like, That's it. It's Raritan Valley. I was like, what the hell school is that? And I was like, I, I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. I wanted to go to like, I had like these, I wanted to go to a big school. My dad right. went to a small school in Maine and he always was telling me the last thing you got it, like you've got to go to a big school. You can't go to a small school. You're going to hate it. Go to a big school, get the football, get the basketball, get the fun, go big, go big, go big. 
And that's kind of how I took it. Hey, look I'll at me. I turned out well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and where, where in New Jersey did you grow up? Somerset County? Yeah, I went to Montgomery High, mm-hmm. um, which is the smallest – well, at the time, we were group – okay, so you guys still do group one, two, three, four, or is it yeah. different now? Yeah. 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 All right. No, we were group thing. one when I went there. And I think it's like group three or four now. Um, it's right between Hillsborough and Princeton. Okay. It's, it's right on 206, right between there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live in um, Somerset now, so I know that I know the area. Yeah, it's <laughs> Bellmead is like the mailing address. Um, it was a great little town, quiet, sleepy – Pleasantville of America. I mean, there's just it was it was a great place. one square model. I was secluded from everything. I was sheltered from the world when I now, lived there. Now, do you still get your? Do you still have your Jersey pride? Like, do you get did, when you first moved out to Dallas? Did you have to like a uh, grown accustomed to like the environment out there? Were you getting like northeast angry? I always ask people like that. And being nice instead of telling everyone the fuck off every time (laughs) (laughs) um no because like i was in knoxville uh you know that so i was already when my parents moved here and i like they moved here in late 97 early 98 and i was in college um so i would already kind of grown accustomed to the south a little bit but then when i came back here i didn't know anybody i didn't go i didn't go to high school here i had no way of meeting people i went to the movies with my mom on spring break. <laughs> What'd you that say? Living it up. <laughs> What'd you yeah. say? What movie did you say? <laughs> if you remember this, then I you don't really remember. did. It was I was like going to say, you really were lonely <laughs> with your mom in the movie. It was movie. probably Titanic. Okay. I was, I, it was uh, probably, I don't remember. Um, uh, so, like, it. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't go anywhere. And by the time I finally met people to go out, I'd lived here for like two years. So, and yeah. I'd been in the South for long enough. So, there really wasn't the adjustment. The adjustment was in Knoxville, that because that's a big difference. Mm. New York, Jersey to Dallas, Fort Worth. It's a big city, you know. It's yeah. like going to L.A. Um, New York, New Jersey to Knoxville. That'll yeah. shake your pants <laughs> off right there. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's I can't different. imagine that. That's um, were you when you growing up? Sorry, Scotty. No, go, go on, on, Kevin. Go, Kevin. When you, when growing up in Jersey, were you a local local fanhood, or were you kind of? had your, your favorite teams were just all over the map? Um, all over. I was a Yankee fan. Uh, I was a Devils fan. Um, we're two was, for two. I was a Bulls fan. We're three for three. <laughs> and uh, so my dad was a big Cleveland Browns fan. Okay. Don't ask. Don't know how. <laughs> yeah, so I was rough. a Browns fan. Um, <laughs> and then when they moved to Baltimore, I started rooting for the Jets. So – Probably around 95, I started becoming a Jets fan. They were 1-15-ish. It was terrible. Um, so, no, I was not a uh, – I was, I was all over from a, from a basketball standpoint in football. Baseball and hockey, I was, I was right there. Yeah. So, it wasn't as bad moving to, to Knoxville. It's not like a weird, oh, I don't have my home team here anymore because you were good anyway. No, and, you know, college ba- – I, I, didn't, I didn't care about college football at all. College basketball, oh, really? I was a, uh, a Carolina fan. My sister went to high school with Sam Perkins, so we were kind of – our whole family was oh. kind of Carolina fan. That was in, in New York and Albany where, where I was born. Oh, cool. All right, RJ, you're the ear to the ground for us up here in New Jersey. Just want you to know that. So, yeah. I don't know if you got any inside information, but just your, your opinion. Will the season start on time? What are we looking at here? 
you know, I was thinking about this today, and I put this in my prep email for tomorrow to Sean. Um, you know, if baseball's going through all these hoops, you know, you can't sit in a dugout together. Um, you can't – the first base coach can't talk to the, to the runner. No mound visits. If, if they're doing all that in a, in a physically distant sport, how is the NFL going to start three weeks later at training camp? Yeah. Like, that to me is the, is, is the question. How is that going to start three weeks later? And I just don't get it. Um, I, I think there will be football at some point, but I, I don't know that it's going to be at the same time. You know, I, right. I, don't, I don't know when we're going to do it. Would you, do you think they'll delay it or just start without fans? Oh, I think they'll definitely start without fans, whether right. they do it on time or not. Um, I, I, I happen to agree. I, I, I think it's going to be really tough from a liability standpoint to open stadiums to fans before there's a vaccine or before we know more about it. Yeah. You may not need a vaccine, but you may be many. And if you have fans in there, and I don't mean like, 15,000, I mean a full stadium. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that you can get you can, you can get 15,000 fans in any NFL stadium and be totally spaced out and be mm-hmm. totally fine. Um, but when you start getting into half full or more, um, then you're going to be – because, you know, I don't know if you saw the baseball diagram, what they're going to have the players do. Players are going to be four seats apart and then two rows between each other. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> – Yeah. You no, know, I mean, you're getting – at AT&T, you're getting 15,000 people in there. You know, I mean, you're using right. that before. Yeah, did you see the Dolphins? Uh, the Dolphins said that they were doing – they rolled out yeah. their plan with the, the – I forget, it was, like, some organization that, like, deals with this on a regular basis for, like uh, – but it was basically to get about that 15K number into the stadium down at there to say that they could yeah. go, you know, have people in there. But to your point, like, if baseball – which no one touches each other ever uh, has to do everything. I can't imagine that we get started anywhere near on time. Right. Like the, the golf is going to be here in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Um, caddies have to like the, 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 the pro has to wipe the club down before he gives it back to the caddy. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so how are you? Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't, I mean, how does this make sense? Like the guys wiping down the golf club before he hands it out to the caddy. Yet we're going to have, this when it comes right, to yeah. football, like, <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. You know, it just. But yeah. it's, it's the NFL. They do what the hell they want, and they yeah, always right. have. Pretty much, they're a monster. So yeah. they they could do whatever they want, and I'll watch every Sunday. Literally, uh-huh. they could, yeah, they, they could they could come in here and punch me in the face and <laughs> punch my dog, and I'd still watch every Sunday. That's just <laughs> that's well, also it. yeah. They don't have to worry about also like uh, the player safety as much as they want to say they care about it. But I mean, the shelf life of a player is two to three years. So like. They're not really caring about it. <laughs> this no, like they're not. Health. You know, the players, um, you know, the one aspect is, like, you know, Major League Baseball, all these guaranteed contracts, the players, um, they can sit there and, and, and say no. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. you got a guaranteed deal. Um, in, in football, I don't think you're going to have a lot of players say no. Basketball, you'll have players say no. Basketball is different, though. Like, those players are – they're socially aware, more aware than football, I think, as a whole. They're more in control, too, in basketball. And, and, and there you go. They're more in control. Yeah. Like the NFL the NFL is in control. Yeah. And because they know they, they got yeah. the ability, right? You only got – if your average life is two to three years in a league, who's given up even three months if that's your, your time to make it in the league? You know, they kind of right. got them however they want to do it. It's just up to them on whether they want to take the black eye or not for – 
if they do open too early and something goes horribly wrong, but I don't know. RJ, the main thing a lot of Cowboy fans want to know up here, and like I said, you got your the new ground more, the Dak situation. What do you think is going to happen with that? I think he's going to play on the tag this year. Okay. Yeah. I would. W- would you pay him? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, you know, I, the idea that if you pay a quarterback, you can't build a good roster, I don't think is true. Um, we did this on the show this last week. The dead money is more important than the quarterback. The yeah. So, the Jaguars and the Panthers – are paying more for their quarterbacks than the Packers and the Seahawks when you factor in dead money. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. The Jaguars and the Panthers have $35 million of dead money each. Jeez. One's got like 36, one thirty-seven. The Packers and the Seahawks have more money to spend on the rest of their roster if you were to take the quarterback and the dead cap away. Just take those away. The Packers and Seahawks have more money to spend on their roster than the Jags and the Panthers. That's why the Jags and the Panthers can't win. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's not the quarterback. Is the Jags the result like, of the Nick Foles deal? Is that why they're the trade? Foles, uh, did they trade in Gakwe? Maybe that deal got I me. Mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of things that, that, that may have – Dante Fowler when they traded him. Right, that yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a ton of things that could happen. Now, what's the, um, what's the consensus down there in Dallas? Do, do you find the fans want Dak uh, paid, or they're okay with, like, just seeing where this goes? Like, how do you – how is, is the consensus – Yeah, how is the consensus around – like, when Andy Dalton got signed, are fans down there okay with Dalton if he has to start the season? Are they looking at it like that? There's some. Uh, you know, the question is, I don't know how many are the vocal minority. Yeah. When it comes to that, because you saw a lot of, oh, just put Dalton in there. He's better than Dak yeah. anyway. Well, no, he's not. Please don't. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not better than Dak. Um, listen, I, I, you know, yes, I think the, I think a majority of the fans want to pay him. But in terms of the majority of fans that want to pay him, how many want to pay him long term? How many, how many want to pay him this one year franchise? Like everyone's good with that, but it's it's the split from there. And then you've got your your Romo fans out there still. That's who, me. <laughs> who don't want to pay him at all. And they don't need to come back and play this year. That's right. me. <laughs> and, uh, um, so, look, I think they can win with Dak. I think they can, yeah. they can sign him. There, there's a question of, you know, the, 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 the only thing worse than not having a quarterback is having a good one or an average it. one, I should say, paid like an elite one. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather have no quarterback than the 18th best quarterback in the league or 15th best quarterback in the league making $35 million. Like Joe Flacco. Right, yeah. I'd rather have nobody. Yeah. I'd rather have me out there. Because <laughs> me out there, I know one thing's for sure. I'm getting the number one pick the next year. Right. All right? <laughs> or a top two or three or four or five pick. Yeah. Okay? So – you want to have either a great quarterback or no quarterback. And wherever your threshold is, if your threshold is top five, great. Then the other 27 quarterbacks, get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. If your threshold is 10, 
Like, I think you, I think you can win probably with a top 10, 12 quarterback in the league. I, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and you know what? Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Anyone going to Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and, but here's the thing. You know, I, don't, I don't want to build my team around the maybe, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. Nick Foles was a, was a crazy yeah. outlier situation. Like, yeah. everyone points to the Niners last year. Oh, you can win with a defensive line and running. Okay, you can if everything falls right. And yeah. you score right. 33 turnovers and, and you, you know. You get injured all year and your team's able to go through. I agree yeah. with that, that you kind of have to keep – you have to keep that that constant, right? And yeah. and Dak's played well enough to be right. To me, constant. you know, like, any quarterback, any team can have that one year and win. I don't want to build my team for the one year. Right. I want to build my team for the fifteen year. And that's what the elite quarterback, the top five, the top whatever you think that number is. You get yourself a the only exception of this is Matt Ryan. He's the only exception. <laughs> He's the only top five quarterback for the last eight years who can't seem to get his team 107 wins. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. Except for the Super Bowl that they blew it in at they halftime. Blew it, right? yeah. they blew it. And, and it's just he's, – he's like my hero because he's – to me, he's the most unlucky guy in the world. Right. But, like, if you were to give me Matt Ryan and I would say, for 10 years I'm going to the playoffs eight of those times, you know, and I'd be like, yeah. I'd be good with that. But right. for some reason they're the, they're the crazy – they're the opposite of the Niners. They're the outlier yeah. on the other side. Yeah. Um, you give me a, you, whatever that threshold is for you. That's what you got to have. And now, gotta yeah, uh, up here, all of our group of friends, like we we spent the last fourteen. Well, until honestly, we do like Dak. We do, but like we spent ten years defending Romo ex- to an to like at an exhausting amount. To yeah, where, like, the Romo versus Eli. Oh my god! Or the Romo so, versus anyone. Mark Sanchez for some time. We yeah. had to try. And so we love that. him. We love Romo. He'll always like be number one to us as far yeah. as his Cowboys players. I, I, I have a Romo Eastern Illinois jersey. Love the guy. So Dak, though, I go what you're saying. He need, and to, to be fair to him, the playoff losses he and wins, he played well in. I mean, the losses weren't his fault. So, like, you kind of, I look at that and I take that as a whole. The Packer game he played well in. Not for Crosby's weird-ass field goal. 55 yards and then he misses one next week from 35 yards out see now i'm pissed <laughs> yeah i know so in, in dak's three playoff losses what's the common they've, they've given up 30 yeah. Yeah. yeah cj anderson was that the running back who ran oh, for like yeah. 200 yeah. yards i was there i was at that game oh, God. i was on top of the stadium there i mean you know the, in his in his playoff in his playoff losses right because yeah. it was it was Green Bay, and yep. then uh, well, it's three playoff games, I guess. Yeah, yeah the Rams, and then and the Rams. he beat the Seahawks. He's one and two. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they've allowed thirty in the both losses. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, well that's enough. Wins when you allow thirty right. points. I mean, it's the common denominator for our like for us as fans. I mean, it was the same thing when well, Romo was there, and they were good. They, they somehow the defense. Now I feel like we've we've set up the defense in recent years to be more like speedy and opportunistic, even though we haven't taken the ball away. But they're kind of like, all right, you know, like they're not going to be the thing that wins you the game. They're just not going to lose you the game. And hopefully they make a play here or there that actually can take advantage of. All right, we're up big. Go get a sack. That's been more of the defense lately. And I know it's going to change under Marinelli, but that has been the constant of like, all right. And then when we get to the playoffs, it's. Oh, they are like the yeah. bend don't break. They mm-hmm. are breaking over and over again and getting killed with the run. Every one of those games yeah. was running right up to gut and killing us. And I wonder, um, 
you know, will, will the league – like, the league has progressed now where quarterbacks get rid of the ball so fast that edge rushers don't even have a chance. Yeah. Are, are the quarterbacks outside of Jameis so careful with the ball and so good that trying to build your team around turnovers the way this one's trying to build it, it's not going to work because yeah. they're just not throwing turnovers. Yeah. I mean, lot, yeah. go, look at, go look 20 years ago at the amount of interceptions the guys were throwing right. or more. And look now, I mean, how many guys are 11 or fewer? Right. So yeah. you're, you're building your team around a, si- a system that is going to force you a turnover every two games? Right. That yeah. doesn't whole, make a whole lot of sense. So it's, bas- it's basically a league now, just don't allow touchdowns. That's it. Like, points, yeah. it's just points. Ben, but don't break, like Kev said. I have to ask you to jump on the Romo thing. Was he beloved down there? Like, was he – because up here in the Northeast, we're around Giant fans, and, you know, it's just so much hate until he retires. Then people actually like him. How was how was it down there for him? Because when we went down in 2014, we went to the game, the Texans game, where he did the spin yeah. on J.J. Watt, right? And yeah. Dan Bailey decides to miss field goals every game we decide to fucking go to. <laughs> That's for another day. So – it, it seemed like Des Bryant was more of the face of the Cowboys when we were down there than Romo. Like, Des was loved down there. So, like, did you find Romo wasn't appreciated? Um, see, there was, like, there was, like, two Romos. There was, like, two careers, right? The early career, they were, like, they didn't, early on, 06. It was, 06, he was the fun kid. Yeah. 07, yeah. he loses. He goes to Cabo. He screws everything up by going to Cabo. It didn't cost him anything, but it screwed yeah. up his rapport, his perception with the fans. And then from that point, they were like, ah, this guy, this guy, this guy sucks. Eight and eight every year, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then he – was it 2014 where he had the punctured lung? Yes. No. Yeah. 20, no. No. 2011, punctured lung, broken rib, week two at San Francisco. Jesse right, Holly, okay. who won the Playmaker show, ended up yeah, Jesse Holly, six yard Jesse bomb. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I think at that point, you know, people thought he was tough. Obviously, at that point, and then, um, you know, 2014 rolls around, and they have a great year. Yeah. And the Dez situation, and then 2015 when he gets hurt, and we see what happens to the team. And, you know, fans do this all the time. 12 and 4, 4 and 12. They do this all the time. Well, you know, Romo's worth eight wins. Okay. You maybe. If you want to go like that. You know, simple math, yeah. Simple <laughs> math. Um, so, that, I think that really kind of raises level as platform. And yeah. then, then what you had the following year was Romo's back. We're going to be great. He gets hurt. Dak comes in. Dak dominates. Mm-hmm. And now you've got Romo fans who were here but were quiet. Yeah. Now having Dak fans like me yeah. who were like, oh, my God, this guy's the greatest thing. I just love Dak because he was the fun story. And I right. selfishly, I said before the draft, we got to draft this guy. He's going to be a good player. He's going to be the player. Yeah. And then in camp, I'm like, oh, man, against the Dolphins in preseason. I'm at the game with Sean. I'm holding up the number four every time he does something well. And I'm like, this guy's got to start. He's in. He's in. And I wanted him to keep going. And the Romo fans come up and the Dak fans, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. They 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 loved him. But I think they loved the idea of him after more than they loved him while he was here. While he was there, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense too, because I, how many times did you hear from just well, not just Cowboy Nation too. I also think that Tony Romo got 
hate from other places for no reason other than being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Like if Tony Romo had played for the Jacksonville Jaguars and did a bunch of the stuff he did for the Cowboys, he would have been like a loved quarterback by majority yeah. of the nation. But it was just like he would do so many amazing things that would get overshadowed by the infuriating things he did. And he didn't have enough of the major wins, I think, to back that up with a lot of a lot of the fans. I mean, we lo- we all loved him up here, but that's a small subset, right? Like, and it's a bunch of Jersey kids who are arguing with Eli Manning fans <laughs> all day long. So we're just going to scream until we're blue in the face about it. Uh, but I think no, RJ, were you the Eli is better than yeah, Romo? Crowd. RJ, RJ, yeah, I want to touch on that. You were on Evan and Joe last year, right? Did you come uh, up? And I remember you got in an argument over the Eli Romo thing. You know, it's an argument we've had here for so long, and I think you agree with us. It, ha, Romo's a better quarterback, right? Romo's a better quarterback, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, like, better, so, yeah. like, the argument, could you just please tell our Jersey fans, who, friends who are listening, why Eli Manning shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Because he's not any good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank you. That was the perfect yeah. answer. It's kind of good. Like, uh, I mean, sorry. should Scott Brocious be in the Hall of Fame? Right. <laughs> oh, what a great comp. I mean, he was uh, clutch. Yeah. He had oh. some big moments. He won yeah. rings. Oh, man. Do you understand the, the amount, was, like, the people who watch this are going to be this typical cowboy hater. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giant hater. Yeah, oh, and, and the amazing. worst thing is I, I I was a Jets fan at one point. So I'll be <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I, I am – look, I'm a, I'm a Peyton Manning super fan. Yeah. There, I make no secret about it. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't even think it's close. Okay. I love the family. I love the Manning family. I like Eli. I think Eli's a great dude. Yeah. I would love to go golf with him. I would love him to be the quarterback of my team. Like, he is – he's the threshold, right? Like, you want a quarterback that's going to just win you games every now and then. And here's the thing. You can't be a Hall of Famer when you miss the playoffs more than you make it. Yep. I agree with and, that. Uh, you know, to me, I don't like to judge quarterbacks based on wins. I usually – what I try to do is I take the when – you, when you ask me to do, like, you know, who's the better player, first thing, I, I just take the ring out of it. Me yeah. too, yeah. No rings involved. Neither one of them has a ring. Who would you take to play on your team? Right. And the answer is Romo 10 times out of 10. I agree with that. I take yeah. Philip Rivers over Eli. Yeah, that's, I was going to say. It's the right. Philip Rivers right. argument yes. in that draft class. He's the worst of, the, of them, yeah. but you could – you would have a, a strong argument. Yeah, don't forget Ben. One. Ben was in yeah. it too, right? Yeah. Um, like, and that doesn't mean that Eli isn't wasn't wasn't awesome. Like, I, there there were things about Eli that 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 Tony just Eli was so hard to sack. Yeah. So was Tony, but for different reasons. Tony did it because he was able to move. Yeah. Eli, you couldn't sack Eli. He was so aware of the pocket in his prime. At the end, yeah. no. But like, in there was a time from, from like. When they won the title in 07 until about 2011, 2012, the Cowboys could not sack Eli Manning. Right, he would kill us every game, fourth quarter, come back. You knew game. it was happening every time. Every game. And it was amazing. It was great. And, and he was a smart player. He's a Manning. Yeah. Of course yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he just made mistakes. He took some chances. And part of that aw shucks bullshit that he had that threw in there, and it was great. <laughs> it, um, yeah, big you know, lovable. It was something oak. that him and his brother only have, but – 
it was, oh, well, well golly gee, I'm just going here and throw an interception. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to come back and I'll just throw a touchdown. I mean, that's what, that's what it was. And and it's what made him – like, he didn't care. That's what, that's the one thing I loved about Eli. He didn't care. Yeah. Like, his brother cared. And and I think that was that was part of a uh, – that was an issue for him at, at, at one point in his career. Eli never cared. Eli knew what his standing was. Yeah. He knew it didn't matter if he won five Super Bowls. He was never even going to sit at the big boy table in his own fa- in his own fam- right. family. Yeah. He knew he was never going to be his brother. So he just went out there and played carefree and loose. And his older brother's trying to worry about you know having more rings than Tom Brady. I would uh, actually I would actually venture to say I could be off, but in his entire career, Eli was probably never never a top five quarterback in the league at a time at the time. I don't think in any part of his career he was, personally. I could be wrong, maybe one or two years, but – and I hate to turn this into an Eli bashing, but <laughs> – You know, there was a time when they had – when they had plaques. Were they 12-4 and four the year after they won the title? 2008. I think they started off 10-1, and one, and then Plaque shot himself. They went two and, like, three afterwards or something. He was a top-five player in the league, quarterback in the league, because, let's see, you would have had Tom, you would have had his brother – yeah. The both would have been better. Breeze. Rodgers wasn't there yet. Favre Breeze was, was on the way down. Favre was yep. with the Jets in yeah. 08. Yeah. Breeze, was, Breeze was there. Breeze was starting up with Sean Payton. He was starting. Right? Rivers yeah. would have been there maybe. Rivers the and Big Ben. I was going to say Big Ben was at that point. Ben was, but ben was a bus driver at that time still, right? I agree with that. Yeah, guy. that's true. And 08, Tom was hurt. Tom was out. I think you can oh, make right. a case. Well, what know, about McNabb? I don't even think Eli was ever the best quarterback in his division. By the time Eli got good, McNabb was skipping rocks down the down Yeah, but Romo was better. Romo was better. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, don't, I mean, I, I fell into that trap, though, before I started <laughs> becoming, you know, more, <laughs> you know, analytic, analytical. I thought Eli was better than Romo at that time. I'll admit yeah. that. Yeah. I was wrong. I mean, I, I didn't see the light. It's funny how it took light. two. It took him to win two Super Bowls for you to switch sides. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only guy that turns on you after you win titles. You're successful. It's I don't want to yeah. hear from you ever again. Yeah. But again, I mean, I like Eli's a good player, but yeah. Tony was better. I agree. Tony with that. was just a better quarter, and and there's not really a metric you can use that that will that will show that Eli is a better player than Tony. Um, if you there's a I was I was shown this on Twitter today. It it was and these are real advanced metrics. It was like completion percentage above analytics, which I think is called yeah. CPOE. A few others, and it's all Tony seasons on the far right side of the chart, and all of yeah. Eli Manning's on the bottom yeah. left. And it's yeah. one of those yeah. charts that goes yeah. like that. And here's Tony, and here's and it's not even close. Right. It's not even close. Now, you actually said recently on Twitter when I messaged you, um, you were going at it with people. You think Dak's better than Russell Wilson, correct? No. No, no, no. Mm-mm. I, I think Dak – no, 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 no. I don't think there's a huge difference. Okay. All right. Dak in his last four years is not necessarily better – he's not a better player than Russ over these last four their production's been similar, right? Okay. Dak, yeah. and, and I don't remember the exact – oh, I think it was QBR, um, adjusted net yards per attempt, and then DVOA, which is football outsiders. Yeah. All those were, like, pretty linked. 
Yeah, they are their average ranking. Close. One was twelve, and one was thirteen and one. One was eight, one was eleven, and the other one. You know, they're they're pretty close. So the production level has been about the same. I don't. I mean, I would take Russ if you had to give me the choice of one of the two. I would yeah. take Russ, but it's it's close enough to where, hey, this guy's in year four at twenty six, and that guy's thirty one. Right. So I wouldn't necessarily trade the other. I wouldn't okay. trade Dak for Russ. I mean, you might be better in the for next two years, but for the next ten, you wouldn't. That makes sense. And, I'm, and I always look. I'm always the guy. I care more about the next ten years than the right. next two years. I don't care more about it, but you got to weigh you're what you are. Bigger you know, picture, if, you're, yeah. if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you care more about the next two years than the next ten. Yeah. Right, because you don't know what Tom has. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys right now, you care about more about the next ten. Yeah, you want the sustained success. I mean, they have the pieces in place to be able to do that, right? At least for yeah. hopefully five. But I would argue in that in that sense between the two of them, just from the eye test. Now I don't watch enough Seahawks games, but. Dak can miss some throws because of his arm and some throws that I don't think he will ever make in his career because that's what his arm is. Uh, you know, that's why it was a fourth-round pick, not a first-round pick. And there are throws that Russ makes that are, you know, evidence of, a, right. you know, a top-tier oh, quarterback. Right. You know, yeah. the, Dak, Dak does have – he's going to have limitations at some point. Okay, like guys who are picked number one overall – Go look at them. With the yeah. exception of Baker and Kyler, they all look the same. Yeah. They're six five. They got huge right. arms and they're accurate. a rocket for them because you can't. Yeah, you can't teach yeah. that part. Yeah, you're you're now the one outlier to to that maybe Cam, and you know he's not he's not accurate. Right. But he's six five. He's got a laser arm and he's, he's big. Right. Just a big Jameis, big guy, big guy, big arm. Yeah. Um. They're Sam Bradford. Big guy, big arm. Like the, the number one, the guys who are picked in the fourth round are yeah, there probably because for a of reason. two things. One, off the field. Two, can't throw. Three, small. I mean, like that's it, 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 there's not a whole lot of reasons why. Now, right. RJ, do you um do you feel like when you're doing your show, you have to walk on eggshells because Jerry might be listening? <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get the call from the big boss in on the super yacht. Because like, he does. Hey, you do, do you do his show? Uh, you interview him? Yeah, every yeah, Tuesday. So, yeah, every Tuesday. So, like, how? Well, during the season, every Tuesday. Yeah, it, yeah. I doubt he wants to be bothered when he's not working. <laughs> but uh, how is that interviewing him? Are you intimidated at all? Or the first time you did it, were you intimidated? Yeah, I probably was. Um, yeah, I definitely was. So you don't walk on eggshells, though? Like during the regular course yeah. of the year? No. No, no oh, like if, if we were to get personal, um, you know, we were to make fun of uh, how he dresses or um, whatever. Yeah, we were to get personal with him, he would have a problem with that. I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like if we say – if, if, if he feels like he's being misrepresented – He'll call. Okay. He'll call in. That's yeah. yeah. And and we've had that before. I don't think we we had it once with us when after he got off the air, we said they were lying about something. I don't remember what it was. It may have been the Des tape, and it was like we caught him in a lie. We caught him in a lie, and he called back. He's like, "Bro, I ain't lying to you." <laughs> um, and then he's called back other shows where he's called in because he heard them talk about him and. 
misrepresent how the organizational structure is. He's like, guys, you guys are full of shit. And he'll curse on air. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what it was? When Sean Lee, when, when, when he told us he didn't know about Sean Lee's injury, or he made it sound like Sean didn't have an injury, we're like, this guy doesn't even know that Sean's hurt. And he goes, it's not here. I, I know about everything that's yeah. going on. <laughs> so, no, he never he – uh, he's really good about it. Cuban's really good about it. Um, he didn't care. The Rangers uh, um, and the Stars may be a little bit more sensitive. Um, I think the Rangers are sensitive because it's an ownership group that people don't like. They don't think they spend a lot of money. It's a general manager – who I think is very good at what he does, but he is the the Harvard kid. He's really yeah. from Cornell. But people come at them like, oh, you never played baseball. What the hell right. do you know? Right, yeah. There's and I think there's a built-in sensitivity to that. And I get it. I didn't play Major League Baseball. I, I would love to run a baseball team. Right. Oh, yeah. Be I think I'd be great at it, you know. I, I, I would love to try it. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, uh, I mean, Kevin and I have great success in running Madden franchises. So yeah. we probably yeah. – yeah. You know, and, and – yeah. Uh, let's see. I moved out of there in I moved out of Jersey in '97. So Cashman wasn't there yet. It was Stick and what Bob Watson. Yeah. Um, running the Yankees. So I don't remember what the talk shows were like with Cashman, but I bet you it's the same thing. You know, oh, you never yeah. played the game. And I think a lot of guys still go through that. It's more up here with the Yanks. Uh, you know, we want to win every year, and we expect to win every year, which we should because we're the Yankees, and we should spend right. all the money. We wanted Bryce Harper. We wanted Manny Machado. I want everybody. That's yeah. just me personally. Yeah, it's just all selfish because it's not your money. So, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I, have this, a whole I always wondered this because when I was living up there, and, and the hosts were this way anyway, it was Yankees like 12 months a year except Monday and Friday during football season. Right, yeah. it was all Yankee talk. But now, you know, Frances is gone, and um, there's all know, Mets. There's all Mets fans on that WFAN. Is, yeah. there still, is it still ba- a baseball town? Like it's still baseball on the radio, or are um, the hosts not baseball guys anymore? And you got to go to K if you want baseball. Um, no, the host. Well, they switched them up. You got the morning Boomer and Geo do everything pretty much. Yeah. Um. That but then they made Moose and Maggie uh, not to knock them. I then I kind of switch over to ESPN and you got DiPietro. So that's like a mix of hockey with Canty who does football and Rothenberg. Yeah. So Rothenberg knows everything. It's a mix of everything. If I'm gonna yeah. be honest, but it's Joe and like, Evan, Joe and Evan are my favorite. I love Joe and Evan. I think they're the best personally. But it's not yeah, like I, baseball, baseball, baseball. No. no. And also, I think it's all because – well, it's weird. You think it would be when, – when the Yanks are good, it does definitely shift back to baseball a lot more. The goal they dudes. haven't been good, yeah. but like like last year, the last two years when they've been, you know, on the cusp of World Series, everybody's talking about them. It also just happens to coincide with the fact that the Giants stink, the Jets yeah. stink, <laughs> the Mets stink, the Islanders stink, the Rangers – well, actually, the Islanders have been good. Sorry, the Rangers the stunk stink this year. They were going to the Knicks stink. I, it, it might be the worst era of sports <laughs> in the park. It really might be. Right. It's horrible. So, I mean, baseball does make its comeback in that in that scenario when, for the Yanks being Like, good Philadelphia right now is better sports. Like, that, yeah. that's yeah. the crazy thing. Yeah. My brother's an Eagle fan, so that's exhausting to be around. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking yeah. annoying. But, uh, yeah, so uh, what, a couple more things. Uh, Jason Garrett, how was 
when he was towards the end of his tenure because I wanted him fired in 2011 when he iced his own kicker. That's just me. <laughs> so how, how was the consensus – yeah. When, like as the years are progressing, like I'm mad talking the, about the it, and I know carrot, that, Yeah, how quick did the clapping carrot get? Just every everyone year, hating it. Every year, more people jumped on the anti-Jason bandwagon. I know. I'm sure he's a nice guy too. I'm Great sure guy. he's a wonderful guy. Great guy. I love him. I, I I honestly, I don't think he was the problem. I think there's a whole mess of issues here. I think they've had some bad luck. Yes. How is Jason received differently if Gene Steratore says it's a catch? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say he mitigated risk to a way, uh, to like everyone argued over the the nine and seven. But to your point before, RJ, you're trying to build sustainable, like yeah. going for I mean, ten years. He, I mean, he got us just close enough to get in the dance every year. And all you got to do is just Jerry says, make the playoffs and then anything can happen. Yeah. But some of it, his stuff was just infuriating towards the end. It was. It absolutely was. It just had to be. You know, when I, w- I was done with them too. When uh, we played the Titans on a Monday night, when we went three and five, remember that one year and, yeah, yeah. and we missed a field goal and they go to the sideline. He's fucking clapping. Why are yeah, you clapping? Yeah. You should be mad. I do that. I do that to get my kids in the car. Guys, let's go. We got to get in the car right now. Come on. We're going in. I do that all the time. Um, uh, it, got, it got progressively worse here. Um, but, again, like I always go back to this. Two things. He had a better winning percentage as a Cowboys head coach than Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Um, and – if again, if Dez makes that catch, if they call it a catch, he, what's his legacy now? Yeah. I mean, what's his legacy if Aaron Rodgers doesn't make one of the five best throws we've ever right. seen? Like, I, and there are parts of that game I could pinpoint and be like, "All right, you screwed that one up. You left time on the clock because you passed the ball. You didn't run it. Whatever you want, call it, whatever it is. I get it all. I get it all. It's all there, but." The think of the think of the bad luck the Cowboys have had. Horrible. In the last ten years. Bro, Demarco Murray um, fumbling. That that play was bigger than the Des catch. The fumble yeah. by Demarco Murray. You're up what? Fumble, uh, the fumble, the catch. Um, the I fact would, that Romo, who doesn't miss open men, missed the fact that was it Whitner Beasley was like wide open right, right there in the middle yeah. of the field. Um, yeah. You know, well, let's, the, let's not forget the Miles Austin, the ball. He loses the ball in the lights, the lights that game. Yeah. Or yeah. Patrick Creighton in 2007 when their team was destined to go and he <laughs> drops a wide-open slant and then we go down the field right. and fucking lose. I mean, and, then, and then you get to the Rodgers pass, yeah. Yeah. Mason Crosby. Where yeah. any other time, Jeff Heath, how does that ball not come out of Aaron Rodgers' hands on that sack? On third? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I mean, like, come on. Like, yeah. The amount of we, – we just sat, we just rattled off six things right. that happened in 10 years. <laughs> and, I mean – And you blame one guy happened? for it all. And you're blaming <laughs> one guy for it all. Yeah. And I got, I got into it with Sean today um, because we were talking about – Peter King wrote something that, you know, he's – He's not upset if J- if Jason's the coach of the Giants. Like that's good for Daniel Jones, mm. you know. And I think it is. I mean, you know, mm. Jason's. A, I mean, at the end of the day, for everything he wasn't as a head coach, I mean, he didn't. He didn't do nothing right for ten years. Right. Like he did something right. 
And I got into it with Sean today, and I was like, look, if you're going to blame him uh, and he's going to get all the blame for the shortcomings, then he's got to get all the credit. All the credit yeah. for the things that were good, like developing Dak and building a roster that was conducive to this. Let's not forget, we killed Jason. What did we kill Jason for in 2011, 12, and 13? Never running the ball. Yeah. Ever. Remember that? And never ran it. Look yeah. at the balance. We, we, I remember all the interviews yeah. we had with Jason early on in the show. Jason, where's the balance on this? Where, where's the balance? Where, where's the balance deck? And then what did we kill for at the end? Running too much. Yeah. The guy adapted to what he had. He adapted. He had, he had a pass roll. He passed first guy with Romo. And then he ran first with Dak because he was a young kid. So I love I think, you, RJ, but I don't think you'll ever change. I don't think you'll ever swing <laughs> to loving Jason. I just can't. I understand. <laughs> They're completely valid arguments. But also, <laughs> it's part of being a fan is being irrational. And this yeah. is one of our irrational forever hatreds. <laughs> I get it. I get but, it. Bro, talk it. about the bad luck. One of the one of the the worst moments I remember. Remember, obviously, the Romo drop snap game. Do you remember the play before, or did I imagine this? Wasn't the play before like a third and eight, and he threw the ball to Jason Witten, and they called it a first down, and they had to review it, and he was like an inch short. And that turned it into a fourth and one. And we had to kick a field goal because of that. I think that I think happened. We did fall short. And then, uh, but I'm also, I'm only envisioning him running the ball after he dropped it and yeah. falling short and by about an Martin inch. Grammatic of reach. pushing Jordan Babineau. And then yeah. Babineau had the interception the year before versus Bledsoe in Seattle when yeah. it was like 10 to 10 at the time. Um. Let me look. Uh, let me, I'm going to look up at the play-by-play. I, I'm almost positive it was like a third and eight, and we were at like the nine-yard line, and Romo threw a pass to Witten. They called it a first down. If that happens, it's a first down, right? You're not kicking the field goal there. You're running the ball. You probably score a touchdown. It was under two minutes, so the refs reviewed it, and they called them short, which meant we had to kick the field goal on fourth and inches or something. I think well, you're forgetting one thing. What, Terry uh, Glenn got safetyed? <laughs> All right. Um, I could be wrong. It's like 14 yeah. years ago. But. Third and seven from the eight. Mm-hmm. It threw a pass to Witten for six yards. Uh, replay assistant challenged the ruling. The original play was overturned. Yeah, it was a first down they called it. They called it a first down. God damn my memory. <laughs> yeah. Such useless information yeah. to remember. Just Here's misery. the thing. You know, they would have um, – so it would have been a first down, right? Yeah. Yep. At the one or the two. They probably would have ran the ball, yeah. scored a touchdown, or kneeled it. Regardless, it's just another yeah. bad luck. And that's the other thing. How, <laughs> how does Tony's – how does Tony's legacy like a sea change? Yeah. You know, yeah, just, no, you're right. I and know. if that wasn't the start of his – and that's why that's why i hate judging guys on rings because in the nfl at least because it's, it's a one and done yeah, yeah. i got you like michael jordan won one title in college and he yeah. almost right. didn't win yeah. that one yeah now, yeah now, you uh, say R- he's a bad player <laughs> yeah. rj what's the what do you think the past 15 years 17 years because we always have like one guy in mind why has it been so hard to, like, replace a Darren Woodson? Like, that safety. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like every year we're filling people in and we can't get that safety. And that's why – would you have done the Jamal Adams trade if all they wanted was a first-rounder? I mean, you were closer to it than we were. Is that what the – They Jets asked for wanted? two. Didn't they ask for two? 
of oh, two ones for Jamal Adams? Uh, I mean, they may have wanted one, but um, I wouldn't have done it. Um, no. Interesting. Uh, do they just devalue the safety, or do you – sorry to cut you off. Do they just devalue the safety, or do you – I think just, they have it right. Yeah, like, yeah. so analytically, you know, I don't, well, see, here's the thing. It's not that they don't value it, is that with um, – because with Marinelli, they valued the secondary, right? Right. Um, but he's a strong safety in today's game. I mean, how much is this? I know he's not a technical strong safety. I mean, he actually is. Uh, he plays other positions more than strong, but strong is what he plays the most of right. one spot. I wouldn't have paid it. Be- I wouldn't have done it because you would have to pay him. Yeah. So you do pick and catch. Okay. I would have done it. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, why is it hard to replace Darren Woodson? Because Darren Woodson should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. Yeah, I get it, but it's like it's it seems like there's free agents out there, and we just never draft the same. I don't know. It just that one. Uh, it's, that is the one infuriating thing is every oh, year that we were at pick yeah. 18, 19, 20, and there's a great say or supposedly great. Now, actually, looking back on it, none of them were really superstars that were there. But like, you get to that spot. And as a fan, you're like, all right, it's such a clear, obvious need. Every year we watch a Jeff Heath blow this play or Xavier Woods or Deontay Thompson from the sixth round getting the start. And you start to think, like, shouldn't at one point we – that's every other yeah. piece has pretty strong pieces yeah. in place, but, but safety, do we not address the need there? And I know we had Byron Jones, so we swapped him in and out of corner, and we addressed the cornerback position at that point, moved him on. But just one of those things that always drives me insane. But if it's – and I'm sure I mean, they have people who do this for real for a living, right? And I'm sure analytics say that there's no need for it. But I would argue that you also – that's your, your nickel linebacker, although we have two speedy enough linebackers as is now. But it's just one of those things that's frustrating as a fan watching every year. Just I mean, analytically, by. it might be the right way to do it. But they do so many things wrong analytically that it doesn't really matter. I mean, they, they don't <laughs> right. make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like they, now, they spend first round picks on linebackers, which analytically is not a good idea, right. but they do. Right. So, so RJ, uh, you're the schedule, what, what do you think they'll be this year? Do you think there's a team that could compete? How do you think they'll finish? You think they'll win the division? Assuming nothing with Corona <laughs> yeah. is happening. Just with yeah. the blank slate. <laughs> uh, I, I have them at 10 and 6. Um, okay. I have them starting out 4 and 4 and finishing 6 and 2. Um. Huh. I think they beat. I don't think Sam Fran will be as good. They're a little bit. I don't want to say a fraud, but I, you know, they're going to come back to the. That's back. that typical team that's good. Everyone will be on them, and then they'll drop down to earth. That well, they overachieved with their defense. Yeah. It's the same thing with. Uh, Bear. They're the. They're the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. Yeah, the with, you have a million yeah. turnovers, and then the yeah. next year you don't get them, and all of a sudden. Right. They're the Bears or the Jaguars. Team. That's all they are. Just look yeah. at the Jaguars, twenty seventeen. That's what they are. Right. Um, yeah, they're ten and six. I think they win the division. Now, what's your favorite memory as a Cowboy being down there? Like a play, a game? A call. Oh. Dude, honestly, the, f- the first time I saw Parcells. Okay. This That's fool walks into that building, and <laughs> he had a uh, – it was it was like it was like January or February. He was in the building. Dude had shorts on in the building with penny loafers, no socks. And I was like, "That's my guy. That's my guy right there. That guy has hung out at Saratoga quite a bit. I love him. Right. that was 
that was cool for me because I was young. I was my, my second year in the industry in, 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 uh, at ESPN. I was like, this is great. I got Bill Parcells right next to me. That was probably the coolest thing. Now, down there in Dallas, what hurts the most out of these three? The Dez catch, the Romo snap, or Nelson Cruz misjudging the fly ball in 2011? You know, the Cowboys are always going to be higher than everybody else. But there's no guarantee they win the game with the Dez catch. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, how much time was left on the clock during the – the thing with the Romo, oh, there wasn't much at all. It was yeah. No, they would have won. Say, they it was pretty much – yeah. yeah. Um, so, Nelson Cruz, they win the World Series if he makes that catch you're saying. That's oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Means nothing. <laughs> with the Romo thing – now, here's the thing. The Cowboys would have beat the Bears the next I, Yes, I agree with that. They would have. They matched up well that year versus them. Um, they would have run into New Orleans eventually and got their ass whooped. Yes, we well, we, we we got crushed at home by them that year. Yeah. Forty-two to seventeen yeah, or something. I, was like say, was I think Julius Jones started that game off with like a ninety-yard touchdown run, and I was pumped up. And then they got the shit beat out of them <laughs> afterwards. So they, so I would say the Nelly Cruz only because of the finality of it. Yeah, like oh. even with the ass catch, and I think the Cowboys. I mean. We all we all saw him beat Seattle that yeah. once that year, but let's be real. Were they going to go up there again and do it? Mm, tough. And they would have had to play the Pats anyway, you know, so. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, probably the, the Nelly Cruz just because of the, of the moment. Nice. Kev, you got anything else for RJ before I get to our gun to the head segment? Uh. Yeah, just on real quick on your. Have you had the chance to see? Well, probably not, right? Because of Mac- I was going to ask if you've had the chance to see like what McCarthy's bringing in and doing in terms of stuff there. But because of the coronavirus, no, I guess nothing. that's that's a wash, right? Nothing. Is that exciting for you to to be able to to follow and report on the team with new coaching? Because I remember watching the draft this year and being like, this is the first time in ten seasons I don't have a pretty good idea as to what yeah. we're going to do. So it's it was weird. like all brand new. It's it's, it's totally it's exciting. Weird. We're in the dark here. We're in the dark yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're totally in the dark. So it, it, it's cool. It's cool to see. I hate seeing somebody lose their job, but it may yeah, right. it's cool to see because uh, we don't know. We we have no idea. And the take is new, right? You don't have to recycle the same old. Not that you're doing that anyway, but the same old Jason versus Jerry story that every other public outlet has to. Has all it to is. Do every, it's all it is. Yeah. I mean, and we get, you know, we get, we get, we used to get a lot of uh, a lot of leeway out of that, a lot of head, uh, a lot of mileage, I should say. Yeah. Now, what is the percentage? And this will probably be like one percent or less. What is the percentage that you know the Dak thing doesn't work out? Somehow they trade him, and we trade for Aaron Rodgers to reunite with Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Zero. It's a real fantasy <laughs> way. Zero. God damn Because that would be downgrading quarterback. Yeah. Oh, well, it's worth the shot. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Wow. RJ, thanks for coming on. We got a really quick gun to your head segment. First thing that comes to your mind when I ask you this. Ready? Yep. All right. What's the worst Cowboys jersey you ever owned? Keyshawn. Oh, wow. Ooh. You want to – okay, my list – What's the worst one out of this? I had a Brady James, Bobby Carpenter, and Billy Cundiff jersey. 
Cundiff, who gets a kicker jersey? <laughs> I, I would have said a, Bar- Bobby Comforter. I, I had a Dan Bailey jersey, too. <laughs> 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 All right, whole wheat or white bread? Oh, oh man. Um, a fat roll. Neither. <laughs> fat oh, roll. Man. All right, hoagie roll. Jason Witten or Jason Novacek? Uh, Witten, Tennessee. Go Vols. Antonio Bryant or Laurent Robinson? Antonio Bryant. He nice. takes balls to throw a jersey at Bill Parcells. <laughs> Would you rather be able to punt 60 yards consistently or consistently kick a 45-yard field goal? Consistently kick a 45-yard field goal. All right. Texas barbecue or New Jersey pizza? Pizza. 100 times out of 100. Uh, nice. Stung by – would you rather get stung by a bee or bit by a spider? What kind of spider? A black widow. Stung by a bee. <laughs> Favorite cowboy of all time? Dak Prescott. I'm really? sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't say that. Michael <laughs> Orvin. Michael Orvin. There would you, you ever? Would you rather have a pet snake or pet tarantula? Tarantula. All right. Rank these losses: 2005 Monday Night versus Redskins, where he blew a 13 nothing lead in the final two and a half minutes. Garrett Ice and his own kicker in 2011, or the 44-6 beating in 2008 to the Eagles. Uh Redskins. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that horrible? Mark Brunel to Santana, like that one. And Jose Cortez is our kicker. Made no sense. <laughs> oh, my that, God. No sense. Best memory. The Romo versus – well, the game versus the Bills in 2007. Beat in Seattle, in Seattle in 2014. Or here's one for you. 2005 Monday night versus the Eagles. We're down 20-7 to with three minutes left. Terry Glenn scores a touchdowns. For some reason, the Eagles throw the ball. Roy Williams has a pick six to beat Philly in Philly. Buffalo game. Really? The five interception <laughs> ones? All right. I'm I like, like that you tried to lead that question by saying two quick things and yeah. then an extremely <laughs> long explanation of the one you wanted. Last one. Mike Madano or Dirk Nowitzki? Ooh. Oh, man. So, <laughs> I think Madonna – until – I say I, I used to think Madonna was the greatest at his craft of any DFW athlete. Like, he was better at what he did than anybody else. Okay. But now it's Dirk. So I got Dirk. Got Slightly over Mo. Those guys are so, those guys are legends though. RJ, plug yourself, uh, what you're on. So if we're up here in Jersey, they know where to listen to you. Uh we are 105 through the fan.com, uh, the radio.com app. You can check out Sean and myself. It's Sean and RJ show, 530 to 10 Central Time, so 630 to 11. Uh, for you guys, I'm on Twitter at RJ Choppy, Facebook, Instagram. I am not on the snaps of chat. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can find me anyway. I, I think I'm on Twitch, but I've never, I've never twatched. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what Sounds to call it. Right. <laughs> RJ, thanks for coming on, man. And if you come up to New Jersey, you got friends now, and we could go out and have a beer. Yeah, I'll be right, there. I, yeah. I, you know, I come up probably once a year, ish, once every two years. So hey, send me back. a message. We'll we'll get together. Gotcha, bro. Right. Be good, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, bye. bye.